that's what we did on Christmas. And it was a dumpster fire. It was a disaster. (laughs) Welcome to the very first ever Beer Feelings podcast bonus episode. Now, before I totally launch in, I want to give a little bit of context to like this little baby in between Wednesday episode. So normally when I interview a guest, we don't just like turn on the recording and start going like we're drinking beers, we're having a good time, we talk about our lives. And when I had Joanne Love on the show, um, she's our guest this week, by the way, if you haven't listened to this week's episode, go listen to that first and then listen to me being a shit show on the bonus. But when I invited her on, I know she has brewed beer as well as knows a lot about beer. And you guys have been following along this podcast adventure. You know that my boyfriend, Aaron, and I are also working on brewing beer. So I kind of wanted to tell her a story of of how my home brewing journey was going and we just we kept recording and I'm really glad we did. Um a few names that we mention on this podcast, little extra bonus. Clarissa is my editor, so if you hear me talking about Clarissa, that's who she is. So thank you Clarissa for for saving this little gem and encouraging me to share it with the world. Aaron is my boyfriend and hope you enjoy listening to just a true, honest moment about my life. So here it is. Here is the bonus episode to episode 33 of the Beer Feelings Podcast. I just learned so much. Wow. You're welcome. We're just going to keep this going. I definitely... I've probably consumed three ounces. This is a strong beer. Also, okay, look at how chunky it is in the bottom. Oh, yeah, you got some sediment in there. I. Right next. Oh, I've got a little bit. I have very mixed feelings on sediment. So we mm. we've started exploring home brewing. Okay. We um. So boyfriend is Aaron. His office is like right behind me, which yeah. is why I keep pointing over there. <laughs> um. But sorry, Clarissa, you're just getting the the recess in between. <laughs> she, uh, I always leave her little voice notes in here, and she's like, Natalie, you don't need to do that. But I think she likes it, so I'm gonna keep doing it. But so Aaron had brewed before we started dating, um, and then we brewed one batch together, just like in the bucket, like the yeah. basic, like whatever. We're planning a move to the East Coast, and because we get to dream up this house and what we want and features, and he's asked me. Cause he's a good guy. He's like, yeah. what do you want in this house? And I'm like, I want to tap. I want to fear. <laughs> like I just want a wet bar with a, yeah. with a tap. We're planning on living a little bit more outside of town. So although there might be like a liquor store kind of nearby, it might be like the big liquor store is 30 minutes away or the breweries are a little further. Yeah. So I like the idea of having just a few kegs of beer. So What started with just like, okay, we're going to get a few taps turned into, well, okay, we can just brew our own beer and we can keg it because bottling is a total pain. Like we hate it. And then that turned into, well, if we're going to be brewing all of the time, we better buy nicer equipment. So now we have like a proper kettle and a fermenter. And so I've been holding off on doing a home brewing episode because for a while I was like, I really just want to talk to beginners. I don't want to freak them out. Like brewing is something that if you're afraid of beer, you have no desire to like learn. Like it's just very overwhelming, but I'm learning 
a lot of my listeners, again, are at like that level two level where they are kind of, maybe they're not homebrewing themselves, but they want to know like, how is beer made? So I think I'm going to do an episode, but that's what we did on Christmas. And it was a dumpster fire. It was a disaster. So the first beer we did in the new equipment, he brewed, like it was his recipe. He read the instructions. He did the steps. And I was really yeah. just there as a second set of hands. And so this time he was like, I would love for this to be your beer, like power to a man that appreciates a strong woman. And that's like yeah. fortunate that I found that. But he was like, I want to give you this chance. Like this can be your beer, your recipe. So we're brewing a wheat and it's a copycat nice. recipe. And I don't know that I like copycat recipes because they're more complicated than like yeah. homebrew 101 is like add stuff in, stir it around, done. Like yeah. make sure it's all sterile. This was like add stuff in and then add stuff in and then take stuff out and then oh. stir. And I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't. So we ground the grains too fine. So okay. the wheat left the like, grain basket. Uh, I'm sure it has a technical name. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of floaties. So it will be full of sediment and, um, it was a hot mess. So that was a disaster. And then I did one for international women's day that had actual donuts in it. That sounds good. Oh my God. It it was bloody nightmare though. Did it get really gummy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had to like, my women's beer group, I was just like, do you know what? We can't get together. We can't go anywhere for International Women's Day. Let's do a collaborative brew and you tell me what you want me to brew. And they picked a jam donut stout with actual that donuts in it. And I was like, oh, God, I hate you all, but okay. I would fine. love to drink that. Like, I mean, it, it tastes okay, but it's still got little floaty bits of fucking donut in it. And I, yeah. was just like, I keep giving it to people and being like, there's bits of donut in it. That's donut. Okay. It's not. It gross. <laughs> it's not and disgusting. Like, oh, okay. And then they open it and they're like, uh, I'm glad you told me about the donut. I was like, this is what I told you about the donut because you open it and there's these little oh my weird floaty bits in it. And I'm like, it's donut because you made me put donuts in it. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you for doing it, for rising to the occasion, but, but yeah, so the recipe, the recipe was a disaster. Yeah. Like we figured out how to drop the hops at like the right time. And like, yeah. that was all working. And yeah, then that's not always clear in these bloody recipes. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> the recipe had left a lot to be desired. Right. Um, so probably won't be using that for a while, <laughs> at least until I kind of like build my confidence back. But yeah. then, so when we first bought the equipment, Aaron assembled the kettle, I assembled the fermenter. So I actually do feel really confident on like, this is the order that everything gets assembled. This is where all yeah. of the O-rings go. And so at this point on Christmas, we were just kind of like over giving each other directions. So it was like a, a quiet time <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to assemble this. We assemble everything. We sanitize, like we do all the right things so we don't get like germs in the beer and kill each other, like whatever. And we pour the beer in and we see just this single drop, like going once every 30 seconds. And then we find an O-ring. And Aaron was like, what is this too, Natalie? (laughs) To which I was like, oh, I'm sure it was just an extra. And he was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) not an extra and we're just what like we can hear it we have like a countertop where you can hear just the single drop 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 and we're trying to do math it felt like a calculus equation from like (laughs) high school like if your beer is losing volume at this amount per second will there be any beer left at seven days and so we figured out where it was and it was on like 
on the outside of the nozzle. So like on the outside of the fermenter, it was this O-ring. And so it was just a single drop. So we ended up, we were like, well, we have to fix it. Like our whole kitchen's going to be covered in this crap. Yeah. And so we took the beer, we dumped it into a pot that we think is sterile. We don't know. We don't really remember. (laughs) And then we like disassembled everything, re-put it together. We have a dog who sheds a lot. He's a husky poodle mix. He has no like poodle in his fur though. And so we're like looking like inside the fermenter, trying to like pick out dog hairs because we have them like all up our arms. Yeah. So Aaron, after we put everything back together, I of course went in the quarter and cried because I was like, I hate this. Can you just be in charge? Like, I'll just drink the beer and build a business and like, you can be the brewer. And he was just like, you know, I don't think this beer is going to work out, but we learned something, didn't we? I was like, yeah, we did. Oh my gosh. Well, there you have it, guys. That's how my Christmas went. I'm kind of a mess. But the good news is we recorded that episode a couple weeks back and the beer is actually ready. So I can tell you how it ended up. So we were brewing a wheat beer. It was actually a copycat recipe to the Odell Easy Street Wheat. So if you drank that beer before, it is a delicious It is easy to drink. And for some reason in my mind, I thought this was going to end up being a wit beer. I don't know why I thought that. I know that wit beers, like, if you want to recap on wit beers, we did that a couple weeks ago, but wit beers, you have to put orange in them. (laughs) So um, we didn't put any orange in, but the great news is um, the beer did not go skunky. It did not go bad. There was not a huge like bacterial infection in it. I've drank a couple bottles of it. Is it the best beer in the world? No, far from it. Is it the worst beer in the world? Also, no. Like it's, I think it's a pretty boring beer. I think it's, um, I'm trying to think of like a good analogy. I don't know. Like it kind of feels like I'm drinking a domestic macro beer when I drink this homebrew of mine. So not the best, not the worst. But what I will say is I am thrilled to have a cabinet full of our beer salts. It's really good with our new zesty basil salt, which I don't think is on the website yet. But if you're listening to this bonus, there's a fun little secret (laughs) that's about to come up. Um, It's also really delicious with the chili lime salt. So all is to say, beer salts can save your boring beers. So yeah, so I think lesson learned here, Aaron is a better brewer than I am. Even though I thought this went really terribly, it was okay. We we made our own alcohol and that's pretty cool. And I think the biggest lesson for me is our beer salts can really um, save lives. <laughs> no, they can't. I'm just kidding. But they can save beers and they can make them a little more palatable. But I hope you guys are having a great week. Um, let me know if we're liking these bonus episodes, kind of a little more Natalie stories, a little more behind the scenes. I have a lot of outtakes. Clarissa will tell you. Um, she gets to listen to them every week. So if you enjoyed listening, go ahead, uh, send me a note on Instagram or an email at info at beerfeelings.com. And I'll catch you guys on Sunday for our next episode. Cheers. Cheers.